On today's show, we're trying something different, a whole episode product teardown of our new favorite app, Cygnos. We cover a lot of medical topics, but just a reminder, this is not medical advice. Now here it is, episode 21 of Product Happy Hour. All right. Hey, everybody, and welcome to Product Happy Hour, where you can go to happy hour with your favorite product people. That's us in your sweatpants. We are product folks here to share what we've learned often the hard way over great drinks. Why happy hour? Why not? It's the best way to get the inside scoop from grizzled vets with the scars to prove it. Thanks for giving us a listen. The best ways you can help us keep this party going is to do us a huge solid and hit that subscribe button on YouTube, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts for easy listening anywhere, anytime. Really great way to help us out. And don't forget to rate us and like us on your platform of choice. Finally, head to our website at producthappyhour.com and please please consider supporting the show with a paid subscription. It's either $5 a month or $30 a year. That's literally one Starbucks latte a month or one DoorDash order a year to keep this sucker going. With me as always is Ira Joel. Hey, Ira. What's happening? Hi, I'm so good because I have my Cygnos attached, which is the topic of today's episode. Um, We're going to do a product teardown, tell you everything about the Cygnos app, and hopefully do it in a product happy hour style. Um, I want to start off the episode in product happy hour fashion with my cocktail. This is tequila, lime, and grapefruit, but mostly tequila, actually. Um, what do you have, Ajay? Does it have sugar in it? Be honest. Absolutely sugar-free, and you're going to hear uh, why <laughs> in yeah. this episode. I love it. Yeah, me. I've got also tequila. Maybe we're all we're all trying the tequila gin experiments with our Cygnos glucose monitors. Y'all will get a chance to do it too if you sign up. And uh, so I got some tequila and grapefruit flavored sugar-free soda with some nice. lemon juice. Uh, so I can't wait for my monitor to get a look at that stuff. This is a new format that we're trying. This is a segment that we usually do, Products and Spook Camp, that we are expanding and uh, experimenting with because we just couldn't stop talking about Cygnos. If you look at our text thread over the last three weeks, I feel like every hour... I'm texting you, you're texting me, and you're like, did this food spike you? This food spiked me for the whole fucking night. (laughs) So, like, this is... I know. uh, And we can't ignore it. Um, We can't pretend that we are just going to talk about some, you know, benign work thing when all week we've been talking about this amazing product. So, I'm excited to share. Yeah, it's going to be great. Why don't we jump in with just what the heck it is? Should we start there? Okay. Yeah. Go for it. Sure. So uh, we were smart enough to ask ChatGPT what Cygnos is, and it gave us some pretty pretty intelligible responses. Generally, I the Cygnos platform it's involves a glucose monitor. I think you might have had you might have a box of what it looks like. Um, yeah, so it's a little monitor like this that goes into your arm, and you cover it with a little athletic patch that looks like this. So both of us are have it on right now. I'm going to pull up my sleeve and show you. It's a glucose monitor tied into the Cygnos platform. And a glucose monitor, it's pretty simple. It's a medical device 
designed to help people with diabetes manage their blood glucose levels. One important thing about that is that normally it's used to make sure that diabetics don't end up in these emergency ranges, whether they're too high or too low. Cygnos is using it as a weight loss mechanism to show where your blood sugar level should be to lose weight. And that gets personalized over time. Uh, so it, it basically works by continuously monitoring the user's blood glucose level and transmitting this data to the smartphone app. And then the app uses AI algorithms to analyze the data and provide personalized insights. That's the important part, right? We were talking about this earlier. It's a big part because previous phases of nutrition, diet, technology, tend to be like log all your stuff in my fitness pal or lose it or pick any one of those logging uh, logging apps that they, they'll do similar things but they're not giving you any sort of sense of how your body specifically responds to certain things this is like a next level up of that a huge step uh, in terms of being able to show you not only with weight, how that stuff changes, and not only your calorie and macronutrient breakdowns, but how specifically your body does with certain things, which is so wild. I'm so happy you told me about this thing. This is, uh, it's amazing. Totally. The, the way I described it to my mom and my friends is, you know, if you went and saw a nutritionist, they would say, hey, based on what I know about your height, weight, gender, you know, maybe some blood levels, this is what I think you should eat. Cygnos is giving you real-time feedback based on what you put in your body, how it's affecting your blood glucose level, which is a really important indicator as to whether or not you're going to store fat from that meal um, and how your body is going to respond. And yeah, like Ajay said, the best part is, is uh, we've kind of like gamified it because we're constant, Ajay and I are trying to lose weight, both for different reasons, but you know, both trying to lose weight at the same time. So we try and stay in our weight loss range based on how our Cygnos uh, tells us that uh, this food or this beverage or this tequila um, has or has not spiked our blood glucose levels. So that's what I like about it. It's like, it's real. It's accurate. It's data driven. I mean, what PM doesn't want data insights? I don't know any good ones. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I feel like if you are a excellent product manager, you are addicted to data. You're probably, <laughs> if you're like 75% of the US population, you're probably addicted to sugar, but you're yeah, also- that too. Yeah, uh, you know, if you're a product person, you're very addicted to data. Okay, so this is a product podcast. Um, we should probably talk about the strategy behind what Cygnos is doing as product people. Maybe we should just jump into that want to yeah cover it? yeah what let's go for um what's the target audience for signos ajay uh well if you really think about it it's pretty large uh 75 of the u.s population is overweight or obese every time i hear it it's just giant how big I mean, <laughs> that available market is right but it like makes me feel a little bit better with someone who is overweight and trying to lose weight for a wedding i'm like okay it makes you feel a little bit better. But also, I don't, you know, I consider myself a healthy person, but I definitely could be healthier if I was in like a healthy BMI. Um, and also just for the vanity of it, like I, I'm sad that I am their target population, but I'm happy that I'm working on it. Yeah, exactly. It's 
It's a very large population for Cygnus to target. Mm-hmm. Now, it's probably not going to be everybody, right? The, like we talked about a little bit earlier, there's a group of people that are already diabetic. And so something like Cygnos is not maybe the right fit for them because they already have these monitors for different needs. There's that 25% that obviously doesn't need something like this. So you're probably talking about people that are pre-diabetic or insulin resistant, which is probably where we fall into. And most people probably fall into that category. Or maybe you're dealing with like blood results that aren't optimal or your doctor has said you need to cut the stuff out and you might fall into this, fall into this camp. Is that I think exactly. that rounds out audience, right? Yeah, totally. And like if if we were the PMs for Cygnos, I mean, that's a good market size, right? It's got <laughs> medical necessity. <laughs> um, it's got, you know, the health craze, which is like a big deal. So I, I feel pretty good. I feel pretty good about this target market. Yeah. And not only that, you have people that already have this problem. You also have a fairly wealthy demographic. I mean, the U.S. demographically, we make the most money or at least are one of the countries that makes the most money in the world. So you have a target rich audience. That's also fairly well off and can pay for this sort of thing one way or another competition. This seems like it's become a crowded field that used to be fairly reserved for medical purposes and stuff. But it seems like there are a lot of companies that are now involved in weight loss with CGMs along with people that are using diabetic medications to help them lose weight, Elon Musk being the most famous one. Right. So it seems to be a pretty intense field of study now. Yes. And I think when it comes to glucose monitors, the competition is mostly like people who have a medical necessity where they have this medical device covered. But the I think the differentiating factor for Cygnos is they provide these AI-based insights. And that competition is fairly thin. Like, I believe Dexcom, um, which is the hardware manufacturer for the monitor itself, um, like this is a Dexcom device that these insights come from onto the Cygnos platform. They also have their own version. It's called Clarity. Um, which, you know, gives you recommendations based on this. Um, but comparing this, those two together, I feel like the Cygnos uh, platform and data insights are highly differentiated because they get down to the level of recommending food. They have a dietitian that you can talk to on the app. Ajay, you had some experience with that. How did you feel that that experience went? Was it good, bad, mediocre? It's not great yet, but it's good. I got to talk to somebody. I got a response in 24 hours. They gave great advice on just things to try and experiment with. You're like a little scientist. When you start looking yeah. at your glucose monitor, you're like, ooh, let me try this and that and this other thing. <laughs> I feel oh like Oh my gosh, first- we should say... We should say yeah, this is not sponsored, by the way. None of this is sponsored. We're all no, we're nothing. just like super stoked about it, and also just I mean, it's such a beautiful product. It fits right into our product sense bootcamp concept, yeah. which is uh, which is great. Uh, yeah, you're like a little scientist in there, like figuring out what you can and can't eat. Like the stevia thing blew my mind today, where I had stevia in my coffee and I was like spiking because I had stevia in the raw which is wild and 
it's that's like build is like a something that's supposed to help you lose weight but it turns out some of these fake sugars have dextrose which are basically sugar in them which will spike you uh so Mm -hmm. you learn some you learn some really interesting shit you are yeah definitely a little scientist in there which is wild you get to like cut through all the guesswork like one of my biggest things for just like analyzing the competition is i mean i could hire a nutritionist i could take advice from like fitness and nutrition influencers um or you know i could use signos and that's kind of like where I felt like the range of helping me with my diet kind of was. And the signal thing is like, there's just no BS. It's like you, this is your, it's looking, it's testing your blood every two minutes and telling you um, how your blood glucose is changing. So if you agree that blood glucose is a good indicator of whether or not you're going to store fat and, you know, you can, it's medically, you know, uh, verified that, it's a good indicator <laughs> of whether or not you're going to be able to lose weight uh, or how mm-hmm. that meal affected you and your health, then there's nothing better than this to me. Like there's no generic information or information that's like, doesn't apply to me or my race or my, or what time of the month it is for me. It's just like, it's pure data, a hundred percent personalized. And so that's why I feel like there, there is competition, but there's not this kind of edge. It's really like your body is coaching you. So mm-hmm. it's so wild, frustrating too, though, because your body know, <laughs> is not a machine. That's what part of what you learn using it. Your body's not a machine. It's it's a living organism. So things spike you, but then certain things spike you for a long time. And then your body is doing certain processes that, that elevate your blood sugar even more. So then once you kick yourself out of range, you can be out of range for like hours and hours. <laughs> and yeah. It's really frustrating. Especially in the beginning, in the beginning you're like, oh my right. God, I'm eating all kinds of stuff that's totally ruined my health. So it's really, I mean, that's it's really good, smart. And that's a good segue to like kind of what some of the defining features and benefits are. Like, yeah, I think the benefits are the f- frustrating part, <laughs> which is that mm-hmm. you will know exactly how your, that slice of pizza that, you know, like last bite of birthday cake um, affects your blood glucose and whether or not you are in weight loss range. And for anyone who's like not familiar with monitoring their blood sugar, you know, when you uh, eat something and you just know it's bad for you because your cheeks get rosy and you feel like your heart's spinning a little fast. I mean, this gives you a chart that shows you the level at which your blood is now elevated uh, with sugar. And it also shows you how long it stays until your body is able to remove that sugar out of your blood. So defining feature, very unsatisfying when you eat (laughs) poorly. I didn't realize how much it was going to affect me. At first, we were talking about this a bit earlier. All the stuff that we're not supposed to eat, we all know what we're not supposed to eat. It's not rocket science. We've all no. been told, don't eat pizza. Yeah. Don't eat pizza. Don't eat don't refined eat carbohydrates. Yeah, yeah. You should be eating whole grains if you eat them, or you should be eating proteins, vegetables, good fats, those types of things. 
And anytime I'm sure everybody listening has had this moment, anytime the doctor is like, hey, you shouldn't be eating that. I'm like, yeah, okay, nerd. I'm not going to just stop living because yeah. you've got a problem with some number so. you see in your chart. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, right. Or because you said so. <laughs> so this type of feature set where it's immediately showing you what happens to you when you eat this stuff that you're not supposed to be eating and how badly it screws things up, not just for like 30 minutes, for like 24 hours, 48 hours. And then how things, I find some of what we've talked about where things compound because you've already done something that elevates your sugar and then you put something like alcohol in there, which makes it 10 times worse, is like really, really, really illuminating. It's it is like your body is telling you basically through this through this app, it's forcing you to listen to it. And what it's telling you is probably all you everything you've already known, but it's showing you in data how bad it can get. You know what I mean? Have you heard that adage like calories in, calories out? It like doesn't matter yeah. if you eat a hundred calories of, you know, birthday cake versus a hundred calories of like apples. It doesn't matter. You just burn it off. It's like this shows me that that hundred calories of cake is going to prevent me from losing weight and it's going to, you know, likely store as fat for like 24 hours versus if I had that apple. Like it's, obvious now you knew you knew that because someone told it to you but now you can see it and that removes the questioning you know i am an expert at finding the gray area in things like a literal literal expert okay i will be like okay well the cake was red velvet cake and probably has more nutrients than white cake and so it's okay for me to have this third vodka soda like a literal expert at finding like any kind of wiggle room I can have in order to indulge myself in, you know, food that I know is bad. It's not enough to know that something is bad. Um, It's for me, it's better for me to see the actual effect um, in terms of the chart and then the residual effect in terms of like how long I was out of my weight loss range as a result of that cake. I'm going to keep, I'm keep referencing cake because it's, it was one of the foods, which by the way, Cygnos tells you spiked you the most. So like a day in our life is we'll eat something. Ajay and I will log it on our respective apps and then we'll just sit there and stare at our chart (laughs) and then we'll text (laughs) each other like, look, I had this and it fucked me up for like three hours. (laughs) Or there's a lot of things that are surprising that don't screw you up. There's like, oh yeah. Yeah. Like if I had. Uh, you know, we probably should move on. But if I have toast in the morning with mm-hmm. eggs and there it's like sprouted bread mm-hmm. with butter, totally mm-hmm. fine. Yeah. Nothing happens, which is wild. Same. But if I had the same thing at dinner time, I'd be screwed up all night. Which It's so crazy. Food combining crazy. is like a thing. Food combining, time of day. You see all of us in your chart, and if you participate in the in the program, which we'll get into this a bit, but I think we recommend that you do. It's really eye opening how much things can really affect you. Should we get into pricing quickly? Yeah, let's wrap. Yeah, let's wrap up product turn. strategy with pricing. So pricing is an interesting one. Normally, with a consumer product, it's highly dependent on 
users' income and willingness to pay and ability to pay. This one is a bit interesting because weight loss is now being considered in health plans and FSA plans and stuff. So if you had initially thought to price this in the range of something like MyFitnessPal or Lose It or some of these other mm-hmm. things, you might miss out on an opportunity to better price these products because something like an FSA or health insurance plan or a company even might pay for something like this or help you pay for it to help you lose weight because you're a better employee, you're more, uh, you're less stressful in the medical system when you are in uh, the right weight range. So right. pricing is actually unique in that way because there's other dimensions that can skew it higher. Yeah. What are So what is the cost, though, of Cygnos just outright? Let's say you didn't have any coverage from your employer. Yeah. I have it pulled up six months for six months commitment. It's $159 a month. For a three-month commitment, it's $199 a month. And for a one-month commitment, it's $399 a month. Obviously, the longer you commit, the lower the, lower the monthly price is, but you're paying more in aggregate. We both paid for six months, I think. Yeah. Yeah. We went six months because we, I mean, in my mind, I was like, I'm, I'm not going to eat the diversity of foods that I eat over my like regular year in one month. And I kind of want to get like, you know, winter foods. Like I think it was like December when I signed up, I eat way differently in winter than I do in spring. And I just wanted to be able to capture a higher diversity. Um, But what does that price include? That price includes the transmitter um, and which, you know, basically takes the sensor, which goes into your arm. It's like you barely feel it. It's like a, it's actually a filament. It's not a needle. It's flexible. If you touched it with your bare finger, you'd feel nothing. So it includes the, the bit that goes into your body and is measuring your blood, the transmitter, which actually sends the data from, um, the little filament that's measuring to your phone, um, and Cygnos and all of what I just described is like that's hardware and that hardware you could just go out and get you know you can ask your doctor and you can get what's called a dexcom like from your doctor if it was a medical necessity but it signos includes the app which has the ai insights which then translate you know of course what your glucose level is at, you know, at five minute increments, and then all of the insights or your weekly report, which is my favorite thing. Like every Monday, I get a report that says, these were the foods that spiked you the most. These were the foods that gave you little to no effect. And also the coaching, like there are different challenges every day. Like, okay, we challenge you to drink like two ounces or 20 ounces of water 30 minutes before a meal and see how that affects you. So this level of guidance is also included um, in the pricing, which I think is, you know, the, like we had said earlier, it's a differentiating feature here. hundred percent. Their distribution strategy is pretty interesting too. looks like they set up their own pharmacy or some version of it where they can just drop ship you a yeah. signals to your house. So yes. you end up like filling out a me- medical questionnaire and stuff, but then I think they assume the role of pharmacy or they have a partner in the pharmacy and send you your stuff, uh, which is pretty nice. Definitely better than going to a doctor's office. I'm sure you could do all this through a doctor's office and stuff, but eh, it's nice that it gets sent to your house. 
Right. And and for people who do have a medical necessity like diabetics, they would have to prick their finger whenever they wanted to know what their blood glucose level is. So like my dad, my dad takes medication for diabetes and he does not have a continuous glucose monitor. So he'll have like his favorite thing to do is to go to the gas station and get a monster energy drink, which is that good for blood sugar? Obviously, it's not. But he will prick his finger after and be like, oh, it wasn't such a big spike, you know, versus and you'll have to pull over the car to go and like prick his finger and stuff versus a continuous glucose monitor. It just like would give him a, a, him an alert on the app. Man, technology. It's amazing. All right. Why don't we drop into the teardown part of it? And let's start with the design and ease of use. This is probably the most important, but also the best part about the platform, which kind of makes sense because it's integral to their strategy, right? It needs to be easy to use. It needs to be approachable uh, for what they're trying to do. And that platform that they're providing is their layer on top of these glucose sensors that is their competitive edge, their, the critical part of their product strategy, right? I really like not only the trend, but also just the full picture of your health and how it affects your blood sugar, including things like workout, water, food, sleep, how it all gets affected. That, that yeah, part's pretty I, well. I totally agree. Like, so... <laughs> I took some notes on issues I had with the app, but because why? I can't help myself. We're PMs. (laughs) So I should preface this by saying, I think the person who is switching from finger sticks or switching from having zero insights about how food affects their blood sugar, they're going to be super satisfied with the app. Um, Like Ajay said, it not only tells you what your level is, but it tells you, like, gives you recommendations. You can talk to a dietitian if you have questions. And there's really good support for if you have any issues with the hardware. It's instant. So that's good. Now, I think some issues I have with the design and ease of use is that the alerts on the app are, they're useful. So for example, I eat something poor and my blood sugar spikes, and it says, hey, you're experiencing a spike. Um, And it gives you some strategies also how to blunt it. But what I would change is that there's a a part where you can enter your food in, and it can tell you if it's going to spike you or not. It's going to be like, oh, you just entered Chobani Greek yogurt with fruit on the bottom, and it's going to spike you. I wish it would give me alternatives to that Greek Chobani thing that like falls in the same realm of yogurt. Like that would be incredible um, because it's frustrating to put something in, know it's going to spike you and then just have to live with the spike. Or like what I I told Ajay I do is like, if I'm going to eat something bad, I just eat it on the treadmill. (laughs) Then I just walk because, because blood walking blunts um, the blood sugar spike. And so now all I eat all my bad foods literally in the guest room on the treadmill. But I wish I I wish I could just not eat it and have an alternative suggested in that range. Yeah, that's definitely a great one. <laughs> and I also one thing I also also really found interesting is how much walking helps with your blood sugar. I don't know why Bananas. I never thought about it, but it really can drop your blood sugar by like 40, 50 points. If you're trying to burn something off, walking is like the best way. 
to do it. And in a lot of ancient, like in a lot of cultures, walking after a meal or before a meal is regular, is expected. Kind of standard. Yeah. 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 Uh, which makes a lot of sense now when you look at the look at the blood sugar stuff. We should make a note about kind of like in terms of design and ease of use. A lot of people, I think, have questions about like, okay, so you're walking around with a needle in your arm. Um, it's it's worth mentioning that installing the GSM on your arm is completely painless. You should know that. Like a lot of people think like, okay, well, I'm not going to prick myself with a needle. I would never stick a thing in my finger um, to measure my blood glucose with finger sticks. So why would I do this? Well, first of all, this is once a week. You change, you change the sensor every seven days and you feel nothing, like n- literally nothing at all. Um, and once it's installed, if you put it in the places they recommend, like your arm or near your belly button, it's really like, I don't even think about it. I don't feel it. Sometimes it gets itchy, like on day six or seven, because I've got this like athletic patch on it and the athletic, like, you know, is kind of starting to pull. Um, but if I had to rank like ease of installation on like a one to 10 scale, one being easiest, 10 being really hard, I would give it like literally a two. It's a little startling sometimes, I've noticed, where I'm just like, I got to push this button, uh, it's going to go in, and it makes this loud click <laughs> noise. But, and actually, yeah, it doesn't feel, it does, I don't feel anything at all. We might get into this in future product strategy stuff here in a bit, but I do think that is one of the limiting factors for Cygnos is that you have yeah. to install this thing under your skin. But some of what we've heard recently about continuous glucose monitoring could change all that, which is going to be, which is going to be really exciting on the food logging stuff. Just quickly. I do agree with you. I think their food logging UX is actually pretty poor. Mm -hmm. The whole experience of adding things. Oftentimes I'm eating the same things. And sometimes they put that in the, in the main view, like foods that you eat a lot, but it's not comprehensive. When you search, you don't get like recently eaten items in your autofill. This is all stuff that my fitness pal lose it. All these other ones have all figured out, but so they probably could overhaul it. Just looking at what everybody's done. It's not right. probably their primary focus, but I do find it. It's pretty, pretty clunky, but an easy way for them to jump ahead. They could yeah. clearly fix all that and it would be, it would be fine. Perfect. Accuracy and precision. This is something actually, we were talking about once I started diving into the forums, the precision mm-hmm. on this thing, it's not a hundred percent accurate, but it does its job, right? I would say if you're a data nerd, you might be a little frustrated because there's a range of accuracy here. But if you're not a data nerd and you're looking for more insights than you would have gotten with a nutritionist or more insights than you would have gotten just like, sitting there hand over heart and saying, how did this meal make me feel? You're going to be pleasantly surprised um, that you are you have enough data in order to augment your behavior reliably. And that was a bar for me. Like I wasn't looking for like a level of precision that I would like, you know, bet on, but I was looking for enough information um, to help me change my behaviors. And if I changed my behaviors, did I lose weight? And I was able to get all the way through that full cycle. And I was able to lose weight um, through modifying my behaviors by watching the data go up and down based on what I ate. And so in that, I would say I'm like eight out of 10 in terms of precision or uh, useful precision, I should say. 
Yeah, we should rate some of this stuff now that you now that we think about it. Um, let's finish the section about accuracy and precision. I want to go back and rate design. But yeah, I would I would put the accuracy and precision around five or six. I actually thought this was frustrating for sure. I think it's still a little frustrating. The main thing, as you said, is what's actually going to spike you. So that's probably the part that you should care about the most. But some of the levels and staying in range can be really frustrating. But then I also learned that some of it is also just me being out of range so much that it doesn't let me be in range enough. So if I'm just like constantly spiking, I'll never get down in range. But then as I went along, I started getting more and more in range as I made better decisions. So might just be user error or like user learning how to not suck at nutrition basically (laughs) (laughs) well i'm like a month i think maybe three weeks in front of you and Mm -hmm. everything it's you know it's refreshing to me because everything you're experiencing i also experienced yeah Uh, and like i can see you getting frustrated with you know like being in range out of range um, not like it, not refreshing and stuff. And like those kinks work them their way, uh, out, but man, the learning curve a user has to have, uh, on Steve. how to augment their diet in the beginning, it's pretty rough. But Steve. I also tell you all the time, which, you know, I think is worth repeating. If you were eating within range all the time, then this would be completely useless to you. So being out of range um, is a great indicator that you're learning how your body responds to this food so that you could do something about it, right? Yeah. Yeah, Um, Because if you were eating perfectly, then this is a complete waste of time and a complete waste of money. Also shrinks your total addressable market by a tiny bit because not everybody's eating perfectly. But yes, totally right. Uh, Quickly on design and ease of use, where would you put that on a scale of one to 10? I'd probably put it at like seven or eight. Yeah, I exact same rating. I think, you know, you know having something in your arm is going to create a kind of barrier. But the app, there's nothing out there compared to Cygnos that I've seen. Maybe, maybe we need to do a little bit more research. But yeah, the Dexcom Clarity is my main point of reference. And Cygnos runs circles around that app. All right, moving on. AI insights and data management. This has got to be your favorite part as like an AI <laughs> product manager. This is Oh this my is it, God. Right? I have, uh, okay, I take the charts and I put them in my Google Sheets and I look <laughs> at them and I turn them into graphs, other graphs of these graphs. <laughs> and it's so satisfying to track my yeah. time in range against my weight lost because it's so oh, clear to me. Cool. Yeah. yeah, time in range, time in the weight loss range in the Cygnos apps equals, you know, is correlated with weight loss for that week. And I'm about to hit like a month and a half. So we're gonna see what happens at the month mark. It's pretty wild. <clears throat> it is pretty great yeah. in that sense. Like the the level of AI insights and data management is pretty amazing. I don't think it gets it right every time because there are some times where like foods that didn't spike me before showed as high spiking foods, but they were actually riding the tail the, the like the tails of something that already spiked me really hard. Mm-hmm. So like. I don't, th- at sometimes like they do some wonky things where I'm like that, I don't think that's right. Yeah. <laughs> like, I think whatever was before this is what really threw it out of whack, but yeah. Yeah. But on the whole, they, they're really good. 
Right. Uh, and we ha we cannot talk about data insights, AI insights and data management without talking about the competition feature. So, you know, this oh, is yeah. medically, right? This is like health. This is PII. This is your health data. So first and foremost, your data is protected and private. But if you do choose to share it, share it, which you do have the option to, you can share it with specific people on the Cygnos app and you can start a competition. So I have visibility into what the hell a J ate, what his blood glucose is at any time. And we also have the opportunity to set up a competition, whether it's weight loss or staying in range or hydration, we can pick our variables and then we can compete against each other for like, we have a, we had a week long competition to lose one pound um, using uh, the Cygnos app and, I thought that was a massive differentiator because the social aspect of it just makes it that much more interactive. Like Ajay said at the beginning of this podcast, we spend all week texting each other our graphs and what spiked us and what didn't. And now we're competing, which makes it even more fun. Yeah, it's true. I just lost the steps challenge to you. Yes. Um, <laughs> so I have to do a dancing TikTok on our channel. So yeah. Yeah, we bet. What were so, the terms of our competition? Uh, whoever had the most steps in a seven-day span wins and doesn't have to do the dance, and the other person does. And I have to admire how dedicated you were to winning this challenge because you had a 20,000-step day, and I couldn't even come close. That's um, it's on the last day of our competition just to squash you. <laughs> No, it's actually because I'm a really bad dancer and I did not want to dance on TikTok, especially since I work there now. I didn't need my well, coworkers watching that. That's smart. That makes sense. I have done a dance on the TikTok channel and it's it's not pretty. So uh, it'll, it'll be good entertainment for everyone. Uh, let's move ahead to price and value. Oh, well, let's rate it first. AI insights and data management. I feel like this is a secret sauce. This is like nine out of 10. Yeah, there's definitely a nine out of 10. I would I would have given it a 10 if I think we both felt a little more confident about the reliability of the insights. And also if they were a little bit deeper, like suggesting what to replace that food item with uh, in order yeah. to keep your spike down. And they don't separate food items out. But then there's an important part of that, which is the food combinations. So when you yeah, mixed, combine right. foods, it'll blunt the blood sugar effect of other foods by combining them with like proteins and fats. If you're mm -hmm. going to have something that's high sugar. That's why something I didn't realize that I should be doing that I've changed actually is that when you go out to eat, you should, if you're going to have dinner or uh, dinner and dessert, then you want to have your dessert with the dinner because then the effects of dinner blunt the effect of the dessert. If you right. have it by yourself, by the, if you have the dessert by itself, it's what's called a naked carb. And that's going to like spike your blood sugar into the stratosphere. So it's well, pretty. Look at all the stuff you're learning. So cool. It's got a really neat coaching feature, which is part of the part of the core design. And it is they, they cover lessons every day and they're, they're really good. So nine out of ten uh, for all that. All right. Price and value. Let's bring this uh, tear down home. Uh, let's talk about value. So uh, yeah. clearly, the longer you sign up, the less your monthly fee um, and but I also think the longer you have it, the richer the insights are. So like, for example, you need a week of data in order to generate a report about 
what spiked you, what didn't spike you. There's also a glucose test. So you they'll give you like a sugary drink. They'll tell you to drink it on an empty stomach. And that will give you personalized weight loss range. So they will give you glucose and they will measure how your body responds. And that will then generate a prediction on, you know, where uh, you need to be in terms of losing weight. So those things to me are very, very valuable. Um, could, would I pay double the price? I always ask myself this. Um, I don't think I would pay double. So I think, and this is just enough to make me feel a little uncomfortable. Like I'm going to need to use this. Like I wouldn't ignore this. Um, because it's, I mean, it's more than a gym membership. It's definitely less than a nutritionist though. Um, so Mm -hmm. that's Mm -hmm. why I feel really like, I feel like this is a right range. Um, this like 120 to 150 price range per month. Um, and it's not something I'm going to do for the rest of my life. So you also cap the cost at six months, assuming you're not going to like have for years or so. I don't know if I would pay double either. I might pay 50% more though, which is still saying a lot. Uh, yeah. Especially because I could probably use FSA, health insurance, some company benefit to mm-hmm. to cover it. And it's an important part of my life. Like I feel like our, our like you mentioned, our reasons are different. I'm trying to do it so that my health markers are in a in a healthy range. And um so I mean at this point I would I would pay um a significant amount more. But for the reasons that you outlined, I think double is yeah. pretty steep. So, I mean, in terms of rating it out of 10, it's probably seven, six or seven. Um, Yeah, I would agree with that. Not the cheapest, but also for what you're getting, it's pretty great. Okay. How would we change this? I think we touched on this a bit. How would we change Cygnos? Maybe I'll start with one, which is just the ease of use of monitoring blood sugar instead of using this thing that's kind of freaky where you push this button and it goes in, even though it's painless and mm-hmm. we all know that in our minds, it's still kind of freaky to like insert something into your body yourself, yeah. which is wild. Although super valuable once you do it and it's really not that painful at all. Um, but I would definitely focus on seeing how you could change that. And fortunately when we get into the strategy bit, there are, there are some ways to change it that are pretty exciting. So uh, but I, I would definitely see what you can do there. Okay, so in terms of data insights, yeah, what I would change is I want to know what to eat. Um, I'm kind of like over the guessing part and the weekly report is one of the most valuable pieces of data because it says what spiked you and what didn't spike you. Um, aggregating that list of this didn't spike you and making recommendations throughout different Um, times of the day, like I've logged every dinner, snack and lunch for the last month. Like it kind of knows what I'm going to eat and what doesn't spike me. I wish it would encourage me more um, to eat those things based on the data I've already given it. So in terms of data, that's how I would change. In terms of hardware, man, I am not a hairy person, but ripping and changing this thing off every seven days, it is in like getting waxed. It's freaking intense. (laughs) Um, to take <laughs> off a sticker that's been on your body for seven days. Uh, so I think they do recommend on the site, like, please shave the area. Like my arm isn't like particularly hairy, but um, hairless or not, it it's painful to rip off a sticker that's been on your body for seven days. So I wish that 
the adhesive was a little better or there was something that like didn't give me that like dread to like, oh my God, it's time to change my sensor. I'm going to have to rip this sticker and filament out of my arm. I read that part of the directions and I did shave this part of my arm, but now you know, I know I've got to swap arms. So I got to shave this part. And that, that yeah. part's right. <laughs> yeah, so that's not, not my particularly favorite thing to do. So I'm going to dip my toe into how we would change the product strategy. I think a huge thing that they're, they should ride the coattails of is Apple's potential introduction of glucose monitoring on the Apple Watch. Here in the That's right. Years. That's right. I think that would be just the hugest game changer, not only for them individually, but for weight loss, for continuous glucose monitoring as part of that process. Like, If that comes out, being the go-to platform for weight loss and mm-hmm. glucose monitoring data is just is going to be huge, a huge impact to people and just weight loss, similar to how these diabetic drugs might fall into that category as well. So if I were them, the minute that news came out, I'd be all over it. What do you think they should do if Apple announced that they're going to monitor glucose or report glucose through the Apple Watch? I think they should be an early partner. I think they should. I think if they're not talking to Apple already, they should start talking to Apple as soon as possible and understanding how they might, might be able to develop that partnership with them. Having worked with Apple before, that type of thing is possible. So mm-hmm. well, I'd, I'd do it. I mean, yeah. there's no question. Um, now, whether, um, you know, I don't know if this will make it to air. We might have to cut this out. But whether whether or not it'll it'll actually happen is totally up to them. They, they're, they've got the cards on that. But I would. I would yeah. I would get in there as quickly as possible and it should be mutually beneficial like if you make good use of their glucose monitor then you know helps them sell more Apple watches right all right so what is your net promoter score for the Signos product AJ I told everybody and their mom about it so I'm gonna go with 10 out of 10 you know yeah it's got its flaws I would definitely speaking of strategy, I would definitely invest more in the user experience, but that's solvable. Uh, the hard parts of like figuring out which food combinations are good and all that mm-hmm. stuff, mm-hmm. that all is is really good and it's their secret sauce. So I feel like those are in a good place. It's really just the UX, but that's all that's all fixable. I'm I'm definitely a ten out of ten. Yeah, I agree. Um, being someone who has a family member who has diabetes, I hundred percent would recommend this to my dad. Um, what he uses now is he uses medication to manage his diabetes. This is not a replacement for insulin or anything like that. Um, but he has type two diabetes, which means you know his food choices are going to greatly affect uh, how insulin resistant he is or is not. And so I think the insights here and if they made a few improvements to the data entry and the food, the food logging, um, I think he could, you know, get a quick grip on it and it, it would be vastly improve him. So yeah, I would definitely recommend this to my friends. I'd say nine out of 10. It's awesome. All, All right. right. That's a wrap, I think. I think so. Good product teardown. Cygnos. Yeah. Uh, we should say, if you are interested in Cygnos, again, this is not sponsored. You can go to cygnos.com slash about and read all about it. 
Um, and if you have questions specifically for us or experience, just go to ProductHappyHour.com, um, leave us a comment on this post, and we'll get back to you. We hope that you enjoyed this Product Sense Bootcamp format. Let us know if you did. We're happy to do more of these, these types of teardowns and case studies. So yeah, if you have any other ideas on things that we should look at and tear down and evaluate, we're happy to do that. And that's a wrap. Thank you, as always, for joining us for Product Happy Hour. If you enjoyed Happy Hour today, please support us by subscribing at our website, ProductHappyHour.com, and consider a paid subscription. There are two options. It's either $5 a month or $30 a year, four or one Starbucks latte a month, or one DoorDash order a year. You can help us keep this party going. Thank you in advance for your support. You can also support the show and do us a huge, huge solid by hitting that subscribe button on YouTube, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Please also raise your Please also rate the show five stars on your platform of choice or like the video on YouTube really helps us out. Follow us on Instagram or TikTok for clips at Product Happy HR. You can see my dance there whenever that's ready. <laughs> and please share with your friends and spread the word. The more people at the bar, the merrier. Thank you so much for listening to the show and we'll see you next time. Cheers. Cheers.